Hey, loves. Welcome to Sierra and Ryan. Talk the talk. Sierra and Ryan Talk the Talk is all about putting book talkers like you at the center of the story. And we have been digging deep and finding out everyone's main character moments. We're going to start with the two of us today. I am Ryan at Ryan underscore Brary. I almost forgot. And my incredible co-host. I'm Sierra at cc.b.reading on TikTok as well. Ryan and I are both a part of Book Talk, and the purpose of this podcast is to learn about other book talkers, get to know them, what makes them special, what makes them really stand out. And we've now, I can't believe that I'm like flubbing on our intro because we are on interview number 20 today. I mean, what? That's 20 what? new friends that we've made. Yes. And like yes. some re- some real deep, deep friendships. I mean, I love the people that we've met already. Yeah. I want to go to all these different cities and states and countries and visit these people, go book shopping with them, get to know them on an even more deeper level. Now that I've now that we've talked to 20 people, which I I I my mind is blown. I didn't even realize it until you just I said know. it. We won't spoil any favorites yet. We'll have a a thankful episode coming out probably next week or the week after. Um, around that Thanksgiving time, but speaking, of, so we are recording. We've, you know, we're smart Virgos over here. We've recorded early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't say exactly how early, but this episode will air November. We should be in the, like the second or third week of November currently. If you're listening, let's keep our mm-hmm. fingers crossed that happened as it should. <laughs> right. Uh, so we should see. We should be right now. Our real selves should be sitting with copies of Bloodmarked in our hands. Oh my God. Just the thought is giving me chills. Please, please. <laughs> okay. And we'll be reading chapters in between us, waiting in line for Wakanda Forever. Yes. I can't. I, I can't November's believe it. Stacked. Yeah. Good month. And this interview, which I know is good. I mean, triple whammy. You guys, so much content. (laughs) This is one today that I feel I'm, uh, uh, this is like my speechless. I feel like I'm having one of those moments. I'm sitting surrounded. You know, everyone knows I love things. I'm sitting (laughs) surrounded by like my relics of my city books, my blind date with the books that I've got, some that I haven't even opened yet, my new book journal. <laughs> We're talking about at City Books. Before I get too deep, I'm like going down the dang rabbit hole. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I love it's Arlen at City Books. PG. S- yeah, City Books PG. PG yes. She says, like, blah, blah. I- Arlen, first of all, has been very excited about being on the show. And in return, I've already loved her, but she, her excitement has made me even more excited. I cannot wait to get into this conversation with her. She is easily the coolest person on Book Talk. It's not debatable. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for argument. I just, these are facts. These are right. I'm not telling no lies here. Yeah. I I think she's going to be a breath of fresh air. I'm, there's a million different things that I want to. You're number one. You're sporting some pretty spiffy specs, friend. I did this for her. This okay. is for her. I have. I've got like my. I feel like mine verge a little bit more on like 
a 70s serial killer or something like that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you had the right vibe. I was close. It's okay. You tried. You have everything else that I don't have. So I have, okay. I do have a lot. Of, I've got a lot of tricks in my bag today. Um, but beyond being a like fabulous eyewear icon, Arlen is an incredible bookshop owner mm-hmm. of a shop in Pittsburgh called City Books. We'll talk mm-hmm. all about it. Mm-hmm. And is there any, I don't, there's too many things to say before we bring this incredible woman in. I'm freaking out. I think before we say anything else, I think we should just, um, I think we should have our talk. What do you think? Okay. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel ready. I kind of feel ready. I'm honestly, I'm nervous. I feel this is, I'm sweating. See, I feel sweaty today. You're making me sweat. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's have our talk. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. This is really incredible. honored. Incredible <laughs> that you are here. We were just saying, no question, the coolest person on Book Talk. I would venture to say the queen of Book Talk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can we, shall we crown it? Yes. That's, gonna... I, I'm, that's the only time I've ever been cool. So I appreciate that because that is. Welcome this, to your people. This is this is hilarious <laughs> to me. I I cannot. I don't. I'm just opening my mail. I don't get it. Book mail. Well, Book I mail. mean, over one hundred thousand people seem to love it. So, what are you seeing at a good one hundred and three thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we are it's filming early, long- so it could be even more by the time this airs. Let's get real. This could probably yeah. be like oh. we're talking. This might be a three fifty sitch. I'm just. It won't. Some early no, guesses it, out. <laughs> it won't be. So my those numbers are basically, you know, I get a handful of people a day. I've had three, maybe four videos that have just exploded, and in those I've gotten forty thousand. So if if it were just my opening my book mail, I'd still be at twenty five hundred. But uh, you know, I've done some anti-Amazon videos, and those are always huge. And then I did the one about flowers in the attic, which is a yes, an X mm-hmm. book that we all read when we were teenagers, and that one exploded. And I think that I've looped in a lot of people who are not book talkers per se. You know, not the book talk as we know it. Um, but more people who just like to read and people who are my age and who might identify with me in some way. I mean, I think, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's really important. I think a lot of people, especially reaching out to people your age, they probably don't feel like they're maybe welcome on the app or whatever. So for you to have a, that big platform, and it's, even if you are just opening opening books, I, I think it speaks volumes to, to what you're doing. And And I love that you don't have to be on there dancing or anything outside of your personality 
to to garner a big following and have people engage with you. I think it's awesome. I just want to say hats off to you for that. I think that's mm. amazing. I do dance a lot, but I don't <laughs> dance on TikTok. <laughs> no Molly Wops on the City Books page. We got it. We got it. All of the hand dancing. <laughs> Arlen, when did Book Talk versus the shop start? And I and also how long have you had the shop? Not to pile on you, but that's okay. Um, I bought the shop in April of 2015 after leaving 17 years of teaching. And then we had trouble. This is a long story and I signed a non-disclosure, but um, we had a lot of trouble opening a new location because we got scammed by somebody who we had signed the lease with. And so it was a full year before we actually reopened the shop in a different location. So we reopened in this location on the north side in March of 2016. And I didn't really know anything about business. So it was a good two years before I felt like I understood what I was doing and I wasn't making really stupid mistakes. And then we were really just, I was happy just coasting because I felt like I was, I knew what I was doing. And then um, COVID hit and I had never done any online sales. I had, and I still have a really active Instagram account, but I just post photographs of books that are on the shelves. And if people want them, they can comment or they can DM and we'll arrange payment via Venmo or PayPal and I will ship them out. No, no, actually I wouldn't. Well, I wasn't shipping them out. I ship them out now, but people would just say, oh, hold up for me, I'll be in on the weekend. So March of 2020, I kind of pivoted that hard to, I will mail them to you. And when we were in lockdown, set up a mailing station in the living room and didn't emerge, didn't reopen the store until July. And then that was only two days a week with limited people in and masks and everything. And, um, then closed down right before Thanksgiving 2020 because I wanted to have Christmas with my family because we hadn't done that. Um, well, we had done it, but I know people, I didn't want to reopen the store after Thanksgiving. This is a really convoluted answer to what you were saying, but that's typical for me. Um, so close the store before Thanksgiving because I didn't want people to come back after Thanksgiving dinner with their families and then contaminate me so I couldn't have Christmas with my family. So closed down again. And then I was reading an article about what was big. And I had been thinking about transitioning to video in some way. And I read this thing about unboxings. And I had a personal, I have a personal TikTok account that I wasn't using. I didn't know what to do. I was messing around with cooking videos, whatever. And I was like, I unbox every day. I, I could do that. So then I launched it on December 31st, I think December 30th, 2020. And by the end of March, three months, I had 5,000 followers. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. How has having the TikTok account helped your business, especially as a small business owner? Yeah. Um, well, it has really super duper expanded my online sales, really expanded the 
the map in terms of who sees my Instagram and where I send the books. And also right around the same time in, I, I don't, I don't even know. I think it's 2020. I, I don't know. Bookshop.org started and that's where people can buy new books. And I don't sell any new books here. We're, I mean, very, very, very few. This is a used bookstore. So people can buy there too. So like, if you want me to get technical and business lingo kind of no, thing, you don't have to. we'll talk, we'll talk to TikTok's become a funnel to get people to my Instagram and to get people to my bookshop. And when I was doing my um, year end tax wrap up for 2021, my total gross income for the bookstore almost doubled. And that's because that's because of the sales that TikTok is driving. And I would say on a bad day, TikTok or distance online sales. And I know they're coming from TikTok because there's no other way they could come where they could come from. Um, Drives about 40% of my business on a bad day. If there's no action in the store, sometimes it's 80%. Wow. I know. It's mind-boggling. It's wild. It's wild. And you've been so great to lift up other small bookstore accounts. I've seen recently you've been um, buying t-shirts from a lot of the other store. Let me not like strip for the people, but (laughs) we are repping City Books today, okay? (laughs) But I saw that you got, I just showed my City Books t-shirt for the listeners um, but you've been supporting other small book talk accounts. So is that something that um, you had networks with those bookstores before, or did that also come from TikTok? It also came from TikTok. Love I like it. them. They're all famous yeah. to me. Yeah. Anybody I, I see through the screen is famous to me. This is it. <laughs> oh my God. You're famous. We're all famous. Okay. I kind of want to just gear a little bit away to your, your glasses. All right. I wore my big reading glasses for you. We're matching yellow today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, is was that on purpose? Is that always been a part of your style? Is that your personality? What what's the the the, the deal behind the different frames and all the colors and things, which I love. Thank you. I was never an eyeglass person because I mean these are readers. I wear contact lenses mm-hmm. and most people in my real life, in my non TikTok screen life, and if you walked into the score store, I most likely would not have glasses on. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. Yeah, right. So they're they're for close up. And when I'm making my TikToks, and so right now this is what, 18 inches maybe that you know between me and the screen. And same when I'm doing my TikToks on my phone. I need them to see what I'm doing. I need them to read, I need them to eat. And when I was teaching, I I, I had to have them. You know, after a certain age, you need readers. You guys aren't there yet. But I would wear them and then I would make my point with my glasses. So it was a lovely affectation mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. But so as I, I, no, I got them for TikTok. I got to say, I, I honestly got them for TikTok. When I was, um, I began doing the videos. I think maybe I had started wearing them just for the fun of it, mm-hmm. ordering them during like lockdown in 2020 before TikTok. But then when TikTok started taking off, I was like, I don't like what I was wearing and I don't like these colors and whatever. So that I want to just get more colors. And if you watch it, you know, enough of my TikToks, you know, that I don't, you know, I'm of an age where I don't sleep a lot all night. 
and I wake up and I pick up my phone and then I just shop. And on Instagram, like once you buy something, oh, every yeah. ad mm-hmm. is another pair of glasses, is a pair of glasses or whatever that thing is that you bought. So, oh, I like that color. Oh, I like that color. And then I just began to do that. I never wanted to be a weirdo glasses person, but um, I've been inspired by um, the fly lunch lady. And I just figured, yeah. And all of them are like the same shape. Like I don't like out ones like Barbara Cartland or anything, but um, I I just, so now I have them in almost every color of the rainbow. Roy G. Biv or Roy G. Biv. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Now talk about a major swing. We're going to go from eyewear to behind bars. I want to talk about Richard. Can we talk about Richard a little bit? I've, (laughs) so I've followed the Richard saga for, gosh, I don't even know how long now. Richard is an inmate that Arlen had helped, um, well, shipped all of these amazing law books um, while Richard is um, kind of working on his defense and then helping other people. And then there was a flood and his books got damaged. And then you were so kind to start kind of a GoFundMe to get those books back. Yeah. Where are we with Richard and how did that relationship start? Cause I don't know sure. if I had ever seen that video. Um, the relationship with Richard, I, Richard, one of Richard's legal advocates found me because Ooh. in the spring of 2021, City Books spearheaded a book drive slash fund drive to build a library for the Schumann Juvenile Detention Center here in Pittsburgh, which is, you know, a a prison for people who are under 18. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, detention center, it's it's still a prison. Uh, And that made big news. We raised a lot of money. put together a really fantastic library for them and then they lost their license and they shut down. So that's, that's a, that's a, that story kind of goes into a different direction, but one of his advocates saw that I was doing that and told him, and he was looking for just a, like a blank notebook at the time. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a letter to me asking if I could help him find it. He had gotten my name through this person and could I help him find? And I and I responded. And it's become, you know, a, a, a regular correspondence. He wants me to shift it to email. He's so little, I mean, he doesn't have much else to do. So he like, yeah. if I don't get back to him within a, you know, a week, he gets, I get these kind of pesting letters. And then, and then he has his advocate, like, email me, did you get the letter? Which is oh, fine. He's like, okay. don't leave me on red, girl. You better. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Right. So, um, and, and there's stuff about Richard that I haven't shared because it's his personal life and what he did. And, and some people have on TikTok have DM'd me and said, well, before I give, I want to know more. I totally get that. And I've said, look, if you knew what he did, you might not want to give. And that's totally fine. Mm. Um, and he's uh, 65. He had a birthday earlier this month. And I don't think most people realize how old he is. <laughs> and, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's probably not getting out. It's not his defense he's helping. Oh. I don't, I don't believe it's his defense. I don't Got believe it. he's getting out. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, but he helps other people. Other. Sarah, this um, is a good like real life. 
you know, there's true criminess in it. There's a good Samaritan doing the, this is a really good, this could wow. be its own story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he, he is in a, um, a prison where everybody is in solitary. And yeah, he, um, oh. yeah. So one, so he is constantly fighting for, and absolutely rightfully so, because our system sucks. He's, he's, uh, constantly advocating for more humane conditions in our, in, you know, in, in our carceral system. Yep. Uh, but he's also doing work on behalf of individual people. They get one hour outside of their space. Um, of their cell a day and they don't have access to the internet and they do have access to like a, a kiosk of some kind where he can get some information, but um, he, he does work on behalf of, of other people who are there. Um, so um, they also don't, they're not allowed to have shelves where he is. So in the, okay. the block where he is, he had his books on the floor and somebody down the hall got really mad and shoved a bunch of toilet paper into his toilet and just started flushing. So all the water came out and it flooded the block and all of his legal books got soaked mm -hmm. and he had to get rid of them. So, so that was why we started a fund to re replace them. Now a lot, and the reason I didn't just come to TikTok with that, because when I started sharing about Richard in the, you know, a year ago, I don't even think it was a full year ago, but you know, maybe six, eight months ago, um, people have said, Hey, I, I'll be happy to replace his books for him. Just tell me how much you need. And I offered him that a couple of times and he never responded to that in the letters. And then when this happened and he said, you know, the books were gone, he said, I think I, I, I would be happy if you could help me replace them. So that was when I finally, when I got the okay from him yeah. to go public with the fundraising, that was when I did it. Um, so much deeper. And I'm sure that there, it goes even more so, but I followed you reading those letters and it's such an interesting relationship to get kind of a bird's eye view on of you reading these letters and only knowing a little bit, but I've found it fascinating, if I'm honest. Um, and I think that's very cool that that you've done it. He spread the word. I actually have another guy named John now who's, who's ordering books. John's story. Oh. I don't. I looked up John. Um, I think he's in on a drug issue. I mean, I don't know why he's in that prison if what I was able to find online is the crime he was guilty of. I, I'm not quite sure why. Oh. Anyway, um, John is not he's only got a couple of years and he's um hoping to get into high-end um, home construction when he gets out oh. and he just ordered a bunch of really beautiful or expensive architecture books from me because he wants to do some architectural drawing while he's in there cool good for him yeah, yeah. that's very cool that's yeah. really, your reach really goes cool. far and wide it's yes. insanity it's um I didn't plan on that, on, on being the person, you know, who gets books to, yeah. to incarcerated people. And I struggle personally with 
you know, normally when I special order books for people, there's an, a charge there's an upcharge for that. Mm-hmm. And I, it doesn't feel right to me to make, to make money off of that. So yeah. I don't usually, I don't usually, I, under, I don't I usually understand that. Yeah. 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 I want to flip a little bit and then I want to talk about unpopular opinions. One of my, oh yeah. So one of my, I know, but I really wanted to get into your in, enemies to lover is internalized misogyny. I, I wanted to know if you could just kind of break it down a little bit more for the listeners, because when you said it, I was like, Ooh, Oh, I was like, okay. Enemies to Lovers is the hot, hot ticket on Book Talk. Book Talk. I know. I know. I know. The hot problematic ticket. (laughs) She's like, oh my God. I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I... I'm doodling over here. Big googly eyes because I'm trying to... I'm trying to buy some time. Um, I... It's, I mean, it's based on personal, personal experience, right? I mean, I, I, how many times, okay. So stuff, I don't know if you know about me, I, I'm talking so much. I'm so sorry, no, but good. Um, I was single until I was 48. I didn't get, I didn't marry my husband until in my first, in my only, my first marriage, mm-hmm. um, his, his first wife died in 2009 and uh, they'd been married 19, they had been married 19 years and he's a unicorn. I mean, he's absolutely a dream come true. Had I dated? Sure. Had I carried a whole lot of unrequited torches for people? Yeah. Did I like guys that treated me really badly? Oh my God. Sure. What was the attraction? What is, there's always supposed to be this when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I was born in 67. So throughout the seventies, if a guy was being nasty to you on the playground, our mothers told us, oh, it's because he likes you. Yeah. They never told us he's just not that into you. So uh, that's where my mindset around enemies to lovers was forged. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very much a believer, not in love at first sight, because I, I think that that whole immediate flaming passion that happens at the beginning, that's going to go away. But real love, the kind that I think, well, that's the kind that I wanted to aspire to when I was learning about gender, identity, and love, and sex, and relationships in the 70s and 80s. Um, it, I wish it had been about, look, you deserve the best from square one, from page one. And if you got a guy or a girl, I mean, if you have a, a person that you've identified as someone that you, you are interested in, and they're not at best indifferent, <laughs> then you're, it's just, it's just so painful and probably not going to be true, but I get it in literature. You have to have conflict and what better conflict is there than enemies to lovers? I just think that it's probably not the best, but genre fiction is entirely different from literary fiction. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I just, I see so many people in my, in my, in my real life, in my non-screen life, 
still doing that enemies to lovers thing. Well, there's still hope. I'm reading this great book now and it happened in this story. And I'm like, sweetheart, you deserve so much better. And I think we, we are what we, we become what we consume. We can become what we consume. So I don't know. So enemies to lovers, it just seems it's been done. It's a, it, it can be lazy writing. That's my teacher stuff coming out. And let's try something different. Let's try something Read different. Them <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. I was worried like no one's going to like me after I do this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. And, I, and, and what you said, I think, is so important. And I don't think people realize that they're taking that with them when they're reading these these kinds of stories. And there are people who I follow, you you guys probably follow, who are like, they swear by that enemies to leverage trope. They think it's the best one. And I just love everything you just said. I perfect. You know what I want? Let me tell you what I want. I want more spinster lives happily ever after <laughs> with you know widower that's what i want you know yes. see more yeah. of that we all want a representation a... of ourselves yeah absolutely absolutely well, you brought up being a teacher so let's get into it you you said you were a professor for 17 years yeah and then you just open. How do we get from a professor to opening opening a bookstore? Where was it the leap? Well, right, right. Well, I, I was teaching literature and creative writing when I was a little girl. I used to have all of my weekly reader book selections out in the in the in the um, in the in the basement, and we would play library, you know. And then I was an English major and then I was an English professor and, and now I'm owned a bookstore. It's all about pushing the book on people. I think it's all about the pages and the yeah. stories, which is, I think is what's so fun about TikTok is because there are all these little mini stories. Um, I think I've always been the keeper of stories and now I am in a very real way, a keeper, a keeper of stories and a teller of stories. Very, yeah, very true. so I don't have, I really learned business the hard way. Although, okay, I was in finance in my 20s. I was a stockbroker in my 20s because I graduated from college and didn't know how to find a job with a liberal arts degree. Although there are plenty of them, I just didn't know how to do it. And so I went to work as a secretary in a, in a brokerage firm, and then I worked my way up and took all of my tests. But that's not the same kind of business this is. I mean, I know how to, I understand like um, stock derivatives and that sort of stuff, but I didn't know the ins and outs of, you know, what is sales tax and what do you, how do you work with that? And um, what does he mean buying wholesale? <laughs> that, that I had to learn that all on the job. Wow. But if, trust me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Because I'm a words person. I'm not a numbers person. Same. But you're also a very creative person. Um, I, we are, this will, is airing November. So I do have to talk a little plug for your um, Love Actually style TikTok. That was one of my absolute favorites with the sigh. Supporting your local bookstores was like one of my favorite, favorite things you do. I love 
Club, actually. Uh, and so that was like not only brilliant, but it was just so well done and adorable. What made you do that? And did you get, was that one of those like giant response videos for you? <laughs> no, no, it was not. I, uh, my husband and I, <laughs> Love that movie. My husband is such a romantic. He's so sweet. So yeah, yeah, that is, we watch that movie a lot during the holiday time. Like I, I just kind of reserve that for between Thanksgiving and New Year's. We sometimes we'll watch it two or three times a week, but so that's just easy on the eyes and we're, you know, it's on while we're doing other stuff. Yep. Um, but I had kind of wanted to do something like that for a while, long before TikTok came around as like a little video thing. Um, and kind of release it to the store because there, um, there are there's a shop in, and you might know the name in England that every year comes out with like a their Christmas commercial, and it's a it's a big shop. It's not Marks and Spencer, but it's something like that. And I thought, oh, I would love to do. And what what would I do? And I've always had always thought about doing it here at the um, at the bookstore, yeah. and having my husband do the things, doing doing the cards, and then. Um, they don't know the TikTok. So I just, oh, I'm going to do this for TikTok. And just like everything on TikTok, which I'm sure you guys know, the more effort you put in to a video, the less people want to watch it. Mm -hmm. It's all, everybody wants the Nobody off the cuff. <laughs> Every time. But everybody, it's always those little teeny things. Like the first biggest, the, the, the biggest video I ever did was one when I was pointing out that remainder. Do you remember that remainder dot? Yes. Yes. That was oh, yes. massive. And that was this teeny little bit in a longer video that I was going to cut out. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to throw that in there because I need content. Um, and that's what people like to see. People just, that's the beauty of it. It's not Instagram. Yep. So, um, so I, so I did that and like nobody watched it <laughs> and I posted it to TikTok. sorry, to Twitter. And it, it was much bigger in Pittsburgh because the news stations picked it up and the, the papers picked it oh, up. But it didn't take off on TikTok. And the only reason, I mean, I've watched the numbers steadily go up now because I pinned it to the top. So as my numbers have grown, my overall followers have grown, the eyes have grown on that one as well. But um, generally, no, that was, that was not one of my big ones. Dang. That's growing over time. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm that I'm out of touch with TikTok. <laughs> what? <laughs> it said I just proves that I'm out of touch because all oh. the stuff that I like, it's <laughs> no, but I'm the same. I'm the same. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I can't figure that out. And then I did one as I did an, uh, uh, an offsite event for a local library. And that woman came up and she was looking at the book, and I was like, well, you know. You can let me know we're located on the north side. If you don't want to buy it tonight, you can, you know, you can buy it from me on the north side. And she goes, I'll just get it from Amazon if I want to. Like to my face. She said that. And I, while I was sitting at the desk, she walked away, pulled up my phone. And I went, you guys, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I did like this 30 second, really, really super exasperated bit. And it was taking off. And the next morning I deleted it, not because I felt, I mean, I, it was probably, I, it was last summer. I, I wouldn't delete it now, mm. but I was still less confident about 
don't know. I, I learn something about TikTok every day, but I thought, well, somebody get, might get mad at me. She might see it and see herself. And I just didn't want, I don't want my TikTok to be negative on people. Yeah. I want it to be a place where I can lift people up. I mean, it, it's a, I got 103,000 followers is a huge platform. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to use that to lift up other bookstores and I, to spread some good messages. But there's plenty of stuff I, messages that I don't talk about. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get political on there very much. <laughs> so you're I saying you did not film that video loud enough for that lady to hear. You're I, never <laughs> going to believe this rude lady back no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, She never would have found it on TikTok. I guarantee you. She never would have found it. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I, I know like Nicole at Betty's Pages, somebody called her out last week or the week before for not being outspoken enough on an issue. And I don't know how I would have handled that. TikTok yeah. is a hard place. TikTok is, is a hard place and yeah. people project themselves and their opinions on what you should be doing. So mm-hmm. I understand trying to navigate that. It's yeah. a little bit difficult. And even as, you know, it, Ryan is more of uh, reserved. I, for one, am not. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm pretty honest and I'm okay with it. You know, I, I, I also live for confrontation. So, really? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Check out Head Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast on all streaming platforms. <laughs> I, live for, I live for confrontation because I love, I, I love to see, I love to see other people's opinions, but I understand that some people cannot handle that um but i have a different way of looking at how when people address me and they have a different pov and they feel like i should feel some type of way so i completely understand because tiktok is very good for well you didn't do this enough it's like well that's not my personality right that's not what i wanted to do here here, here, yeah. because here, I use all yes. of my social channels differently. Believe me, I'm a little mouthy political person, POA sometimes. That is not surprising to me. On Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter, I use all of my platforms very differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twitter is definitely, I'm endorsing candidates. I'm doing all sorts of stuff over there. Um, yeah, just, yeah, not yeah. On t- just not on TikTok. Because I think sometimes nobody wants to hear a middle-aged, middle-class white lady spout off anymore you know sometimes i do <laughs> I know. i'm learning so much more about being an ally and um but god i mean i there is really nobody further left than i am and i don't mean that in like a neoliberal kind of way because they're sometimes neoliberals have their head up their asses but um yeah if there's a cause i'm supporting it it's that crazy thing. Sometimes on TikTok, I'll swipe through and there'll be the people on live where they'll have just like the black text behind them. And it's like something, 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 debate me. I'm like, uh, yeah. what, what? phone a friend. I, talk about <laughs> talk about this with your family and your peer. Like, what's happening? Why, yeah. why are you debating on here? <laughs> it's like a very, yeah. so I understand because there's sometimes where people are just, they're not actually wanting to really flush stuff out or talk about the heart. There's mm-hmm. some people that have like that weird debate. It'll always be, it looks like the same white dude to me all the time where I'm like, I don't want you in my comments nor up in my feed. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep scrolling past. So I totally 
I get you on that a lot. Yeah. And I'm a person, you know, I'm a person when I have conflicted views on some things and, um, I, my message isn't always polished and I, most of the time I feel like if somebody has any question about my values, then they haven't, and the store's values, I mean, because that's, it's one, um, they haven't done enough research about who we are and what we stand for and how active we get in the different communities. And there's always an ebb and flow of energy. And right now I'm really trying really hard to do this over here. And I'm also going to try to be over here at the same time with my extra energy. And I was doing a lot of anti-war stuff behind the scenes that I did not talk about on TikTok. Um, it's just, you know, I got a lot of balls in the air and I'm trying to juggle them all. And sometimes they get dropped. It is on your website. I will say that. Yes, it yeah. is. Very, I mean, all so your, all I can list everything on my website. Tell yeah. them to check the receipts, okay? That's all you <laughs> got to do. Like, if you want to try it, the website is in the link, honey. That's all you guys, all you got to do. Tell them to yeah. check the receipts. You're, you've done the work. You don't have anything else to prove. This is it. Uh, well, you have to keep, you have to keep doing the work. You can't just well, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but you're, yeah. but you're actively doing it. Some people uh, yeah. are not. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we cross to show and tell, outside of activism, your bookstore, all of these incredible relationships that you've created, um, and many, many adoring fans, what is Arlen doing with the hubby off-site, on the weekend, on your few days off? What do you do to unwind from all of this? Well, in the past couple of years, I've become much more outdoorsy because generally my my experience, my enjoyment of the outdoors has been driving through it with the windows up and the air conditioning on. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm deeply alert to like everything that's green and yellow and mosquito bites. (laughs) Mosquitoes love me. So I hate this time of year. Um, It's much we like to cook. So let's say in the winter we cook a lot. We eat a lot. But now that it's warmer and school's out and we have days off together uh, because normally we don't have days off together during the school year. Um, we spent our stimulus money on kayaks. So we we'll go kayaking That's and so cool. uh, we live in an area where there are a lot of rails to trails, bike trails. Mm-hmm. So we, we do some of that and um, we have a really big deck. So we spend a lot of time outside with our dog. So fun. I don't think with that. He's a painter. He's an artist. He's an, an art professor and he has a very active art career. So he's in his studio a lot painting. And so nice. um, you know, he he travels more than I do because he goes to art openings where his work is being featured. Mm. So um I don't know. I don't know what we do for fun. What's fun? It's all fun. I mean, that I all guess. sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. that sounds pretty good I very much, I mean, I enjoy being around my husband and my family, so. And that's wonderful. Yeah. That's really wonderful to hear. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of people don't. Kayaking is good, too. Yeah, that all the kayaking is good. I did a triathlon last year. I didn't talk about that. Okay, on you're speaking C's language. You're speaking. Now we're, now you do that we're, I've done a triathlon before. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> did you swim? Because we did one. Because we were able to do the kayaking instead of the swimming. So we kayaked, biked, and 
and well, I walked. Patrick it, ran. Yeah. No, I, we we swam. Yeah. We Did swam. you? Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it was wow. amazing. It I was, was great. So thin. <laughs> I was so sad I, after. <laughs> I was in good shape last year too. I'm not in good shape. Was now. that in Pittsburgh? It was in Pittsburgh. It was in um, at Moraine State Park, which is about 45 minutes north of here. Oh, cool. The Moraine Man nice. Mar- Moraine Man Triathlon. Moraine Man we, something. We talked about this. I wanted it was books with Lee, but all, how long yeah. is a tri? Or that was just a marathon. And I asked if yeah, it was a triathlon. Yeah, she's doing a marathon. How yeah. long is a triathlon? What is the length of time? Cece, do, do you want to? Hold on, hold on. It's been a, it's been a couple of years, so I I might be wrong, but the you I know what ours was. You, you go first because I can't re- I can't remember mine. Okay. Hold on. So um, I, I think we yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Ours uh, was, and I'm going to give this to you in miles instead of kilometers because mm-hmm. I think they were doing it in kilometers. But ours was a little over a mile kayak, and then it was a fi- roughly a 15 mile bike ride. And then 3.1 mile walking. So I think it was like 2K row, 20K bike, and a 5K run. That sounds about right. I know the run was three, was three, was three. uh, 5K, 3.1 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And we were swimming in like an Olympic size pool. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, Oh, yeah. We were. (laughs) <laughs> we were swimming and we were going all the way down, coming back, and we did like four lanes, four or five lanes of. That. Yeah, probably that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I can't remember the biking because the biking, I was like, my ass hurts. That's all I could think about the entire time. <laughs> Happy shorts make a big difference for us ladies. Let me tell you. <laughs> training, I learned the hard way how seats and padded shorts. Woo-wee! Oh, Woo! my God. Oh, good tips. <laughs> good tips. There was training involved wow. in that. There was training and learning involved in that. Yeah. Triathlon. I love it. So fun. <laughs> learning new things about Arlen. This is a completely eclectic scattered podcast. You're going to, we're all over the place. I love, I love it. But that yeah, being said, it is time for us to do, well, it's time for you to do your show and tell. We ask every guest to bring a book or anything that represents them that they want to show us in the audience. Arlen, what is your show and tell for today? I decided that I was going to wear my earrings, my Jane Austen earrings, because everybody comments on them. So I decided to make those my show and tell today. Yes. Super cute. Yes. And this is the second pair. This is my second pair. I am of a fan, yeah. so I know well that this is the second <laughs> pair of Jane Austen earrings. Yeah, right. Man. So um, there are not many images of Jane Austen out there in the world, and there's one. And I have a little like a, a pendant necklace. I never wear it because I've lost my chain for it. But um, there's a watercolor of her that her they believe that her sister did, and I don't think this is actually a legit silhouette of her i think somebody made this to say and then just call them the jane austen earrings with her hair and and the in the style and everything but um i got these from and i got the first ones but they had a little they had a different hook on them from the morgan library and museum in new york and uh i i wore them because i also wanted to give them a little bit of a boost um uh jp morgan the 
industrialist yep. magnet uh, was a had a big library and you've probably seen pictures of it online his house has then that library has been preserved and his house has been preserved and then they built this beautiful museum annex building of an annex to it which is a very modern looking building, but they have amazing exhibitions and shows in there that are all related to paper and etching and works on paper, art works on paper. And it's my favorite little museum in New York. They have a cafe and a restaurant. Although I think the restaurant itself is closed because of COVID, but the cafe is open and a bookshop gift shop slash to die for. So if anybody is ever going to New York and you kind of feel overwhelmed and you don't want to go to the one of the really big museums and you're in Midtown, um, the Morgan Library and Museum, and you can get really great little jewelry items like this and literary postcards and books and housewares. And it's, I just, I love the Morgans. I love it. That's amazing. Love that it. makes me feel embarrassed because my I the whole time I am in my mind shouting, nobody touches the Morgan letters. Real, Housewife, <laughs> Real Housewives of New York City <laughs> had had a Morgan on there and they went to I I'm not sure if it's the same museum, but a Morgan House Museum. Hilarious. But what an interesting, cool place. And that's in Midtown, New York. Yeah, I don't remember the address. I want to say like near thirty fourth. If you if you t if you get off at um, Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. it's like an easy ten minute walk. Oh, because okay. oh. mm. my, my dad's family was in New Jersey, so when I would go to visit them, I would always take a day and go into the Morgan, and that that's where my train would let off. I love that. So cool. I, love that. I also shop a lot of museum gift shops. It's like one of my favorite. I don't know why. Like one of my favorite things. I have random sweatshirts from the Louvre just because it's like never been there but sure ordered them yep sure did I think most museum live museum bookshops gift shops are much better in person than they are online oh yeah. I believe it oh yeah. yeah I think the Morgan is better in person than it is online yeah sure so go in have a lovely lunch do some shopping see that I've seen some really beautiful exhibits there so cool. Love it. What a great show and tell. I oh, guess. Not a book. I mean, I could have pulled the book, but. It's a. Jane Austen encompasses a lot. I was thinking, too, I think my Jane Austen has her cameo on it, too. I feel like. What is this? Do I yeah. This is just the big Barnes & Noble guy, but oh. I feel like it's the. So that might be a sanctioned cameo, oh, you know? It is. I'm going to look I that up. To, I need to actually read. The majority of those but you haven't i've read emma um and a long time ago pride and prejudice but a long time ago like i'm talking just out of high school so not that i really honestly remember what reading or being in that moment felt like so and i mean outside of the kira knightley movie i need to get back and actually look at like the text text persuasion not read persuasion persuasion you know what? Gosh, I'm referencing so many other people. Beth at the cool table. Hey, girl. Also, hey, girl. I think said Persuasion was one of her favorites. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite. Persuasion. Yeah. And then Mansfield Park. Mansfield Park. Yeah. Okay. 
like it. But persuasion by far. I can't press that into enough. And it's not something that I would wish on a young girl. You know, if 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 a young girl preteen or something came in here and her, you know, somebody wanted to say what Jane Austen would you recommend for her? I would say Emma. But if you're 30 or over, persuasion. Okay. That's going to be my first one. I've never read any Jane Austen before. Oh, love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Okay. All right. See, so you might not like read. the other stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I know you said you wanted to do your, oh, oh. open up your books. This, this is let the me, perfect time. Okay. Let me pause your, real quick. Uh, what if you like them? I'm so upset. What if you No, it's going to be great. So okay. we're doing a little, I have all of the book hauls of my life here from City Books. Um, first, my new reader's journal, which I'm just so excited about. I forget all the time about the things in the books and how, honestly, what I felt about it in that moment, we talked to somebody else who talked about leaving notes in their books and going back. So I'm excited about that. But early into COVID, I fell in love with the concept of blind date with a book. And I saw a lot of people were doing it. I saw them a lot in my Barnes and Nobles, a lot on Book Talks. Um, I had fallen in love with Arlen at City Books. So I found that you did not only great blind date with the books. Um, I love the brown paper classic feel. It's got like the teacher masking tape. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Just Brown the paper. aesthetic is so, so good. Um, but you also do incredible book boxes with other local shops um, that include tea and cool things like that. I was really changed by your first two blind date with the books that I opened. I got A Small Town in Germany by Lacar which was the first time that I had ever read a Le Carre. And Le Carre. It was funny. Le oh, Le Carre. Well, Jean Le Carre. Yeah. Jean Le Carre. Uh, and now I cannot not see his name and his books when I go into mm. stores. And they're all now in these beautifully new designed covers. And I'm like, okay, I just missed those shelves before. But you open that up and then there was a biography um, you can get different genres. You kind of select your genres. I think I got a couple, as many as I could. I also got the autobiography of Malcolm X, as told by Alex Haley. Amazing, incredible. Everyone should read that. But I have two that I have not opened. And we will open them together. See, should I open contemporary fiction first or classic sci-fi? Ooh, classic sci-fi. I don't know. <laughs> they are wrapped, and I don't know what they are when I pull them out. So they could be really wrong for you. You're, so you're saying that you did not pick these specifically out for me, uh, right? They are already wrapped when I pull Let's them out of the, the out of the box. They get wrapped oh in bulk, so I don't polish a book off the shelf and then so wrap it. Interesting. Okay, so this is a book that many people love. <gasps> Dune. Have you read it? I have not read Dune. I did attempt to watch. I attempted to watch the Timothy Chalamet movie. And I think that it was like a 10 minute or where I looked at my husband. And I was like, can we watch something else? <laughs> but I will now read it because people have said so many cool things. And what I love about these, honest, I love an old book where I've never seen the covers before. I've seen so many covers of Dune, but I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. 
That's great. I feel nice. like I've gotten really I've gotten really lucky with the blind date with the books. All right, let's crank okay. open our contemporary so fiction. This is the contemporary. Yes. Contemporary fiction. Let's see what we've got. Oh. Oh, exciting. Winner of the Booker Prize, Midnight's Children. Oh, yeah. Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Is this amazing? Have you ever read any Salman Rushdie before? I have not. Born in Bombay oh, wow. in 47, was brought up in wow. India and England. He's educated at Rugby School and King's College, Cambridge. Ooh. Okay. Very exciting. Okay. Very different books. Wow. You have gotten four very different books. Uh, yeah, but man. all kind of incredible. So just a little testament to the types of things that you could get in your blind date with a book. Mm -hmm. Amaz I was like really stoked about those vintage sprayed edges on my first, but <laughs> get a blind date with a book. They're, like I said, they're wrapped so cool. They are super, super Yeah, and they're available good. through our website. Yeah. Yes, Citybookspgh.com. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. I, um, was like I've been sitting those and they've had them as shelf shelf decor and I thought I need to crank those open. Um, well, although, thanks for saying that you like the, the DIY look because same with the readers journals. You know, every, the brown paper, the stamps. That's kind of how we do things. That's <laughs> how I wrap funny. my Christmas presents. Like every year, I'm a brown paper twine. I'll like draw yes, on the packages. Really? I like to draw design. Yeah, I think it brown just looks classic. Tied up with string. Those are a few of my favorite things. That's what we, it is. I'm having a moment right now. We have a party. I've had this in two years, but every year we have a uh, um, a Sound of Music sing along Christmas party. Oh, that's so cute. And so it's a drunken and boozy. We have, a, we have a really big screen that we like. Take, hang a sheet between the bookcases on the fireplace, and we have one of the, a projector, and we have thirty people in there, and it's a potluck, and there's a lot of alcohol flowing, and it, the DVD has the um the sing-along words, oh, and yeah. it's fabulous. So brown paper packages tied up with bows, with strings, whatever. I love it. I love it. If I don't have the Oh, tunes. that is so fun. That is so cute. All right. I think it is time for us to trans transition to our last segment, which is rapid fire. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I've been, to expect. I've been testing my answers out. <laughs> This is episode 20, so you have had, you've gotten to see some others. Yeah. Uh, you are the last of a couple, and then we will be changing up the rapid fire for you. I was Season wondering two guests. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh -huh. Okay. All right, okay. Ryan, take it away. <laughs> Arlen at CityBooks PH, are you ready for rapid fire? I am. Let's go. Okay. Morning, noon, or night? I like to read at night. Favorite book growing up or your favorite book from high school? My two favorite books growing up were The Boxcar Children. That was the first book that my parents ever got me, like like a grown-up grown up chapter book. And I still have it. It has their their names in it in like Christmas 74 or something. Wow. And Harriet the Spy. I loved, loved that book. Mm -hmm. that, and at the time I read Harriet the Spy, it was the thickest book I had ever read. And I remember taking it underneath the tree during a family picnic and finishing it. But I would also give a shout out to the My Father's Dragon series oh. and the Encyclopedia Brown series. 
Ooh. I love encyclopedia. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick a children's book that are my that are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, a children's book that is my favorite because I have so many favorites, and I really credit a lot of my creative problem solving skills and my interest in mysteries and my ability, like deductive reasoning. I I, I attribute all of that to the stuff I was reading as a child. Frog and Toad are friends. Anything Frog and Toad, you know, loved. Wow. Where are you a regular? I'm a regular at the coffee shop down the street. And I even did a TikTok of that once. And it's called ADDA, A-D-D-A. And it means gathering place or conversation in, I don't know, Arabic or Indonesian or something. Um, The owner is... is, um, I believe is Indonesian and there are three or four locations around the city, but this is my favorite. And the, the, um, the young baristas who are there know my order. They know me coming in and we've done a couple of TikToks together. So fun. Oh, I love it. Um, a celeb that's a friend in your head or a celebrity crush that you have. Well, Harry Styles. I knew it. I knew it. it Right, right. Harry and I are very, very close. Um, (laughs) In my my head. In my head. I've done, I had a viral um, Twitter post with Harry Styles as independent bookstores. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was pinned for a long time. And it was right before lockdown. So it was um, January of 2020, February 2020. I did a photograph of Harry and then a photograph of an independent bookstore around the country or around the world. And everybody got tagged in it. That was huge. That was great. Oh, I'll, I'll repin that actually, if you want to see that. Yeah. yeah I, I would love that. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Yeah. If you could take me anywhere in the world tomorrow, take us anywhere in the world, where are we going? I think we would go to Dublin. And we would go to a really adorable little bookshop called The Winding Stair, which is just across the Haypenny Bridge. And above it, it's a it's a mixed new use bookstore. Above it is an amazing restaurant called The Winding Stair. And I've had some of the best meals of my life in that restaurant. So we would go book shopping and then we would go out for dinner. I'm in to a place above the bookstore. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Do you fall asleep to music, TV, or nothing? Well, I fall asleep to like scrolling my phone. I, so neither TV nor music. We don't have regular cable anymore. We just have a Roku. So we don't watch the TV. I mean, we we watch a lot of the same things over and we watch Love Actually over and over and over. No, so we watch things on, on Roku. But Patrick usually goes to bed earlier than I do. He falls asleep between like 9.30 and 10 or, or 10 o'clock. And I will then turn the light out on my side and then just scroll. And more than once, I have been awakened by dropping the phone on my phone <laughs> because I have fallen asleep scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happened to the best of us. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know how people can put their phone in another room. You know how all the sleep health experts say, leave your phone downstairs or plug it in someplace else. Mm-mm. What, are you kidding me? How, how does that happen? <laughs> how do you? I can't. 
I can't I've do that. I've fallen asleep scrolling through TikTok and woken up and accidentally had like DM'd a, sh- a video of Cher to like five different people, some of whom that I was like, why the hell? I don't even remember watching this share video. Why would I have sent that share video? And everyone was like, were you drinking last night? I'm like, I don't drink. So be careful with your midnight TikTok scrolling. Just Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> I accidentally DM'd a video about menopause to one of my followers. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god and it was like oh I, I believe it may have been relatively graphic okay oh my god share menopause i don't know how it happened <laughs> oh my god That's see so no midnight video sent no no she's like get to the next question i don't please i'm like oh well, I've learned my lesson. So I, I try to, like, I either Pinterest myself to sleep or I Etsy myself to sleep. That's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. I, it. It's bad. It's bad. I, I need better sleep health. A lot of people walking by. What's that about? Ooh, um, I screen. usually, yeah, I don't, I don't have very good sleep health. <laughs> what is your best Halloween costume ever? I forgot this was a question. <laughs> okay. Okay. This doesn't have to be a family show, right? No. Okay. okay. It's a family oh, show, but our family is mildly inappropriate. Oh, so. God, now I'm scared. <laughs> okay. What are you okay. going to say? Okay. So I went out with some friends, some gay, gay male friends, uh, for Halloween. I don't know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I was in really good shape. And I went out as Cher from the video on the um, oh, aircraft uh, carrier. Yes. Oh, my God. If I could, Is that if I could turn back time? I was going to say turn back time. If I could turn back time. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my I a big black wig and I was with a strappy little number and we, so we went to this bar. I want to say it was the golden Eagle, but I don't remember which, which bar it was. Anyway, there were many women there that night. And so it was, it was for Halloween. We were, it was Halloween and I'm standing with all these, my, these friends and we're at the bottom of a staircase and this guy comes down, this group of guys comes down and knows the other, everybody that I'm with. And I, so here's where, I mean, I can stop now. You want me to stop now? Because I answered your question. No, finish, you you're in the middle. The, yeah, okay, okay, the story. Right. We need to know okay. what happens when they get down the bottom okay. of the stairs. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> so, so I did not know that sometimes gay men will greet other gay men by like grabbing their boobs. You ever, or is that a Pittsburgh thing? Like, well, you know, Maybe hey babe, how you doing? Or, or, or if you know them better, it's a little lower. Mm. So I'm standing there with these, with these friends and everyone's all dressed up doing different, doing things. And these guys come down and they're like, hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And this total stranger reaches over to me and he goes, hey, how you doing? Whoa, they're real. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> that was, my best Halloween costume ever. 
They thought you were the best share impersonator on the strip. That was <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, that was that was by far my best. Um, I went as Batman when I was four. I still I still think very fondly about Batman. But I say you pull back share for TikTok Halloween 2022. Hell yeah! Turn back <gasps> time, make it happen. Hell yeah! Uh, what is your what is your theme song or your favorite karaoke go-to song? I haven't done karaoke in a, maybe only once, so I can't say that I have a favorite karaoke song. But um, my father's favorite song when he died was This Girl's on Fire by Alicia Keys. And um, I don't know if I have a theme song, theme song, but whenever I hear that song, I burst out crying. Because I feel like that's my dad. That's my dad's Saying message to hey. me. Yeah. That's so sweet. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one, too. That is like one yeah. that will give you chills down your back. Oh, yeah. It does. Anywhere yeah. you're at. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm a big fan of Adele, too. Yeah. But I'm also a punk rock. I used to be a big punk rock person. So, mm. I know, you've seen my London, my London Kong sticker on the back of my computer and mm. the Pogues and Sex Pistols and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, I like a wide variety of music. I'm not particularly fond of country music. But I like jazz. Jazz is on in the store a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How many books, Arlen, have you read this year? Oh, I forgot that was a question. Hang on. I'm just going to go to my story graph and look. Um, I love you so much. <laughs> not, I mean... Uh, there are people who just read so many. How do I, I'm like kind of even, I'm new to Storygraph. So how do I even begin to look at this? Oh, okay. My stats, stats. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've read 24, maybe 25. I'm not sure I put my last one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Which seems like a lot for me. I'm, yeah. I have to say being on TikTok, on BookTok and having to be accountable for my reading more. And I love the idea of the data visualization on Storygraph. I'm reading more. I'm reading more now that I'm on BookTok than I had in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Last question here. What was the last thing to make you smile? I know everybody says this show. And it is this. But so, I mean, I haven't really laughed so hard in a long time. So being with you guys, that would definitely be, be that. But on the... Um, but not counting that, I had dinner the other night with a friend who got very, very, very sick last year and was in the hospital and almost died. So seeing her again uh, was really life affirming. And that was that made me smile besides being here. Okay. And I know like this, um, we're recording this in May, but it's not going to air until the fall. I'm also getting a huge kick and a lot of smiles out of the um, the race to 100,000 followers yes, on BookTok. Yes, so yes, you guys yes. can edit that part out if you want, if that's going to be too dated. It, but, Go at uh, Salita Books. John, John, John. Yes, Ooh, choosing yes, yes. sides. That's my, f- I I, that's my other friend. Oh, oh nice. I love, I love Salita Books. I think he's, he's so, so cool. good. He is yeah. very good. I love I love his content. Very good content. Who is there a lot of are there a lot of others? I saw um the post that you were tagged or you reposted something yeah. the other day that was funny. Oh yeah, um, that was where they were Melody all tagged. from Park Books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the one. And the calendar? Are you are you following this calendar they want to do for 2023 as well? Uh, no. Probably by now. 
by now meaning the time when this airs, um, the calendar will be available. But she and a couple other bookstores have decided to put together a book talk bookstore calendar for 2023. And they've asked for headshots for a bunch of bookstores. And wow. then they're going to make them into a calendar. And then they're going to be available at bookstores. And then each bookstore will donate the money from the sales to a charity, a local charity of their choice. Oh, that's so nice. That's incredible. I love that. Well, they should be ready by the end of the year, by the end of 2022. Wow. If you need it. a photographer, check out cc.b.reading. Um, oh, <laughs> Ooh. So, Cece, where do you live? I where live in you? Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. I knew that from one of the other podcasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ryan, yeah. you're in Tennessee? I'm in Nashville, originally Nashville. from Maryland. have to yeah. put that out there, though. Okay. You made it through. You made it through the interview. You made it through the 10 questions. You did it. That went so fast. It went really fast. It did. It It really, really did. Quickly tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can uh, request books from you, all the things. Give them all the things. Okay. So our handle across the board is CityBooksPGH. PGH is the Pittsburgh abbreviation for Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's citybookspgh.com and then Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, I think even LinkedIn. And we are citybookspgh. We're not on Facebook anymore. Uh, we're also available on bookshop.org and libro.fm if people want to support the bookstore by buying new books or audiobooks that way. And if anybody wants to email me directly, my email is citybookspgh at gmail.com. Nice. Thank you. Arlen, yeah. we have enjoyed this interview. This was so, so much, much fun. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. I had a dream last night that I came down to the bookstore early because I came down to the bookstore early. And I had a very realistic dream that I came down to the bookstore early and there were all these people in here. And I'm like, but I'm not open. You have to leave. You have to leave. <laughs> so I had some anxiety about being down here and doing this. And- it put me very much at ease. So I'm glad. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad it's finally in the can. Yeah. One of these <laughs> days you're going to see um, Sierra and I's faces outside that window. Yeah. Like... Tapping. <laughs> and you're not you're not far from my, my hometown. It's I'm originally from Philadelphia. So it's nothing. But I know. So I could, you know, whenever I go home, I can definitely drive up and stop by. I'd love to see you. Have you been to Harriet's yet? I haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't been home in a long time, so uh, I don't no, even know. COVID, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just uh, ordered some T-shirts from from Harriet's, and I have opened them, but that video is still in my draft. So yeah. I have a couple more T-shirt videos in my drafts. Love it. Yeah, and she's not on Janine. I think is her name. She's not on TikTok, mm-hmm. so I, oh, I feel yeah. like she should be here. She Talk her in. Talk her yeah. into getting on yeah. TikTok. All right, let's say goodbye to the people. Bye, everybody. Fred, I feel like we did not want to hang up our call. We just no painstakingly said goodbye to Arlen. We love you, Arlen, uh, at City oh. Books. <laughs> How fun. I mean, I clearly I wasn't wrong. I was right when I said she's the coolest person on Book Talk. I... I love her i love her so yes. much also got to confirm that not just a friend in my head okay 
fuck you, you parasocial bullshitters. That is a real, that is my real friend. <laughs> well, she is, it is, she, she is now. She's your real friend sure now. Is. For sure. sure. Is. You guys had some really cute moments when you when we weren't recording that I was just like, oh my God, this is so cute. <laughs> I I can't wait to go and visit her shop. I I just adore her. I mean, we have a lot. Years. We need to do a good books bookstore. We have little a little track, you and I. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we, <laughs> we got to hit um, Golden Lab Books in New York, and then we're going to come down to City Books um, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, we've got a little. We need East to stop Coast off. Tour. Yeah, we do. Stop <laughs> off in Philly. Show me some hometown stuff. Absolutely. That was. I thought that was great. You were going to say seventeen years. She's seventeen. Been... A professor, and then uh, you know, literary fiction, literary writing, creative writing, opens a bookstore. I mean. Uh, and you can tell the passion that she has for it. Like she is, she is living and breathing books, and it it was so she's so refreshing. You could tell the living and breathing when we got to. There was so much that came out in rapid fire, quick wit. Ooh, yeah. Each one was like its own chapter of a different cool anecdote that could have even been a longer story. But when we talked about your favorite book growing up. Mm-hmm. And what Arlen said about just all of those books shaping how she approaches the world and all yes. of the like quick reasoning skills mm-hmm. and deduction, like all of these things, very, very interesting. And I was also an Encyclopedia Brown boxcar children. They were my parents' books yeah. Um, yeah. that they had like that in Sweet Valley High. And my sister and I were like... <laughs> she, I, she also brought up Frog and Toad, which completely yes! forgot about. hadn't hadn't even thought about Frog and Toad in years. Loved Frog and Toad so much Agree. as a child. Agree. And oh my gosh, she's amazing. And so you know what? Good. And I I love that I was able to pull the her explaining the enemies to lovers trope and the internalized misogyny. Ooh, we're gonna have to clip that out, friend, and like use that because, I mean valid points and how she relates it to her life Ooh, that was so good it's wild well i think when she said that little girls are told if that little boy hits you oh it's because he likes you it's the same nonsense bullshit of the t-shirts in target that say girls can do anything well who said they couldn't before you put it on that freaking t-shirt and there's no boys t-shirts that say Boys can Boys be tough can do, too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's just nonsense. Like it's all anti-feminist. That's like half our problems in our world is all against like any kind of femininity. But it was very interesting explanation. Like hell yeah, and I am, I am a sweetheart to sweetheart kind of person. Okay, yes, I'm like, yes. I do not want anyone to treat me bad. Please be very loving to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like a nice a nice guy or girl or other. <laughs> right. I don't want I don't want you to be beating down on me or saying mean no. things to me. And I mean just her thought process and reasoning behind how she felt about it I thought was mind opening. I yep. mean, enemies to lovers is in my favorite trope, but I never thought about it in that perspective so i'm glad that she was able to give that to us you know and that answer actually sparked these interviews are so cool because you can see people's faces change or like eyes light up when certain things start coming and it was through that answer 
talking about a relatively negative thing. But as soon as that kind of crossed into the husband, yes. Patrick, I believe. Hi, Patrick. Yes. Hey, Thank Patrick. you for letting us borrow Arlen for the morning. We really appreciate you. Yes. Um, <laughs> I thought that the way Arlen lit up was the most romantic and adorable thing. It made me immediately like smile. I have like a picture of my husband, like a loser right here. And I'm like, <laughs> but it, I found that and just the way that she talked about him and when about his art like you can just tell that she loves that man oh yeah it was like that to me I love romance like that that is a sweetheart to sweetheart (laughs) it gave gave me some hope here because as as someone who you know I love as someone who is beautiful and just okay owning everything in life that just waiting for the right, not even waiting. Some the right thing will come if it and when it needs to. But. And that's and, and you know she was saying she didn't meet him till she was forty eight and like, I mean, and look at how she kind of had like that little girly like, oh my god, like I loved Dead. him, like yes. that's so cute that she still can have that, like that is still possible, like that's so beautiful to me. And you can tell, you know, they really, really, she really, really loves him. They go kayaking together, which I think is so cute. And you know, they did that triathlon triathlon together. I don't think that we specifically mentioned Patrick during that part, but I'm going to, I'm going to say you were there. I mean, those are are great bonding activities. And I just like, oh my God, I love when I hear about couples doing those kinds of things together and him also being, uh, in the arts as well as a painter, art professor, like, professor, listen. and an artist with art and galleries. And I wanted to ask a lot of questions, but then I thought, like, let me, <laughs> let me not make Sierra create because Arlen and I were both going on our own. We're like, yes, and this, and Sierra's ah. like, I'm gonna get them back on this next question. We're gonna come back to the center. <laughs> I loved it. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to end. I really loved so the, the chemistry that you guys. Have you guys, you guys read, it seems to be a little bit more like classical and I'm not a classical kind of girl, but I did get my, my first Jane Austen's going to be persuasion. Now that I, now that I know where to start, I've never read any Jane Austen, so I, I can't wait. So I'm, ex- I'm excited. And I, lo- I thought the earrings were so cute. <laughs> Those earrings are funny. I, uh, there are so many different, it was so hard, honestly, picking what to talk to Arlen about and what to ask about because the one of the greatest things about Ar- Arlen is just herself and yes. the videos that do very well as Arlen said are the ones where it's like I just turn my camera on and I'm like hey this just happened in the shop mm-hmm. or hey book mail um yeah. but I I really really loved that and um mm, 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 I really mm, wanted mm. to ask her and and I and I was like darn it but we kind of like we kind of kept getting away from what I really wanted to ask her about like her punk rock years. And I know she brought up the sex pistols. The sex I wanted pistols, to ask yeah. her so much about it. Cause I know she said she was following a band like in her twenties on her TikTok. Like she followed Ooh. a band around the country, I think for, for a little bit. I wanted to ask her so much about that part of her life. Well, like, and loves be... Harry Styles. And loves okay. Harry Styles. <laughs> but wait a minute. How about Cher? Listen, I want to. I need to know if there are pictures. I need to see that hot bod. You know it is. Yeah, you know because I, I feel like see. Arlen's probably tall too, and Cher's oh, I think a yeah. tall. You know, yeah, it's got that stature. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, I want to see that hot bod. I think she's. I think she was. I know she was. Smoking. That would also be a great Ooh. Halloween costume for you. Oh, you would make. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my gosh! I didn't realize with the, with the big hair Ooh. and the black. Yeah. Okay. Friend. If I could turn, <laughs> I might have to consider it. Or you could do the share with the part down the middle and the hair all down the back and the sequin, a little rainbow sequin share. Yes, I love that. Share has it was. I was laughing my ass off because I talked about randomly, accidentally DMing share videos, and she's like, "Well, my best costume is actually share." Perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm glad that I'm not alone in um, accidentally messaging people. Yeah, yeah, videos in the middle of the night. I do make sure to turn my phone off and I put it underneath the pillow like I'm. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's good for you, though. It's not. It's, it's, it's not. Take but Bluetooth like, out. <laughs> I know. I'm, it's not good. It's not good. Um, I just. Oh, man. Arlen is amazing. I want to. I really so want to go and, and meet her and, and, Me too. and go to the shop. And oh, she just seems so amazing. And I, I, I just. I love we're going to get a holiday it. merch drop and then we're going to use that merch drop money and we're going to go on a little, we're going to take little trips and do some see and rye on the scene. I love it. I love it. I just, I love talk. I just love talking to older people and hearing about their lives. And so like her story, just what she told us was so eye opening. And I love to just learn from other people. And I just, I feel like I could just learn so much from her. I really, really, really enjoyed her. I really did. I know. Me too. I, I love her. And friend. Okay, so we these are going to be clipped out, but I got some good blind date with the books. You now listen. Did. You I mean, did. Dune sounds boring as hell, if I'm honest with you. But, you know, I'm, I'm not into dry. I don't like dry and beige. I need like lush and green. But... That book looks really good. I mean, I love that how vintagey that copy yeah. is. I think that's mm. really cool. Look at this guy. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Frank. All right, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the other book that you got, which was it's called Midnight. Ooh, <clears throat> Midnight's Children. Sal mm. Salman Rushdie. I feel like we know. We know that ish. Mm. But very, very interesting. Ooh, the New Yorker me. has called Salman Rushdie a glittering novelist. Ooh. You better glitter on. Glitter on. No, oh I really God. do want to read Persuasion, though. I think that's going to be. I've got it written I, down. I'm going yeah. I think that's going to be good. Maybe Stinky I, I don't know what to ex I don't know what to expect. This is my, this will be my first Jane Austen. I'm breaking my Jane Austen virginity here. So. <laughs> I'm really excited. So oh much my fun. god. Oh man, we talked about so much stuff. I loved I it. I loved it. With that being said, everyone, please be sure to follow us on our TikTok page. We are at Sierra.and.ryan. And we're also on YouTube at Sierra.and.ryan.talktalk. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we are on SoundCloud. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Is that everything? And we're on your minds. We hope. And, your, <laughs> and in your hearts. <laughs> wow, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Love you, Arlen.